before we get started, I got to tell you guys about Green Roads. By now, you guys know that DNVR is a huge um, supporter of CBD products and Green Roads is fantastic. I've been using them to help me sleep. AJ has been using them to help with his migraines. And we've been taking the Relax gummies, but there are a bunch of other uh, CBD products that you can use to help with uh, pain in your joints, muscles, like I said earlier, anxiety if you're having trouble sleeping or anything like that. Green Roads is a fantastic product to use just to relax or to get you to actually sleep. Um, and there's over 30,000 five-star reviews, 30,000. So many people enjoy Green Roads. You should too use the code DMBR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Nobody out, three and two on Charlotte. Jokic gets it across the timeline, gets a high pick and pop with Murray. Lindsey breaking through. Taken away by Nathan McKinnon, two on two with Landis Scott. Welcome into the Denver Sports Podcast presented by Breckenridge Brewery. I am your host, Allie Monroy, and with me today, I have the core four, Ryan Konigsberg, Drew Kreisman, AJ Hayfley, and Harrison Wind, and we are going to talk about how to handle championship expectations as a fan. The Avs and the Nuggets are on fire, and like Ryan reminded me, the the Rockies might also have some championship expectations after beating the Dodgers yesterday. Uh, I mean, they're one to know. Who knows? Um, Undefeated, but- baby. Let's start off with the Nuggets, who last night beat the Clippers 101-94 and have won four straight games. Harrison, the addition of Aaron Gordon to the team has been insane. What have you thought of that? And what do you think of their uh, championship expectations? The Gordon addition was the perfect addition. And guys, this team is so freaking good. Um, they're really, really, really good. They're in the tier with the Lakers and the Clippers, in my opinion. Gordon was exactly, exactly the defensive ace that they needed that they can stick on Kawhi Leonard, like we saw last night. He had a great defensive game on Kawhi Leonard. He can guard LeBron. Um, he, he can guard a lot of the guys they might see in the Western Conference playoffs. And offensively, he's, he's made them even more dangerous, too. This was already an elite offensive team before Aaron Gordon got here. And what we've seen is you swap Aaron Gordon and Paul Millsap for each other in that starting lineup. Nobody can guard these guys. I, I said it on the show on the Nuggets postgame show last night, but it's a disappointment if the Nuggets don't get an open three or a layup on every offensive possession. Like, it really feels like if they work for it, they can really get whatever they want. So I think they have championship expectations right now. They had them coming into this season. Right now, though, it's clear. Uh, They believe that he was the missing piece. Will Barton said it last night. He makes them complete. So – Yes, championship expectations. That's it's absolutely what we should be talking about with this team. Trying to fix my is my audio really loud for anyone else? No, I can hear now. Yeah. No, just Ryan. Okay. Um, (laughs) And the Nuggets beat the Clippers last night with Jokic kind of having an off night. And like like you said, Aaron Gordon's defensive performance has been insane. Three blocks, two assists or two steals, six assists, six rebounds, fourteen points against the Clippers. Like, wow. Yeah, I don't know what was going on with Nikola Jokic last night. That was a bad game from him. Like, yeah, he's still at, I think, 14-7-7, but that was a bad game from him. I thought he looked disinterested. Like, he just did not want the ball, it really seemed like. Um, But it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy that he can have that game and look as bad as he did 
and the Nuggets still absolutely rolled the Clippers. They rolled them. Um, and really, for these three games that they've had Aaron Gordon for, these have been three dominant performances. Um, they blew out the Hawks. Uh, they should have won that second game by more than they did. Philly kind of came back in the end. But, I mean, they clearly outplayed Philly. And last night against the Clippers, who, yeah, they, they were missing a couple guys, but they still had Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, their two best players by far. They rolled the Clippers with Jokic having one of his worst games of the season. So, um, yeah, <laughs> like I said, this team is really, really good. They really it's, are. It's so weird. Like, you know, you can say before the season, like, oh, we have championship expectations. Like, you know, it, it's easy to say, especially when you made a trip to the Western Conference Finals last year. But from an outside perspective, even as a fan, you're thinking like, yeah, man, it looked like it was going to be really tough to get by those Lakers. And overnight, like they got Aaron Gordon in here. And then, of course, they roll through two teams super easy. And going into last night was about as excited as I've been about a regular season Nuggets game in so long because I was like, all right, if it looks like that again, then we can start (laughs) to dream. And yeah. it absolutely looked like that again. And you keep mentioning like the fact that Nikola Jokic wasn't on. If Jokic is on, that's a 30-point win. And they never look back. And it's just like, okay, like it really is. Like last night was truly the first time where I started to think like, okay, like a championship is not like us just being like silly little Nuggets fans anymore. This is <laughs> a very – real team that has there's there's no reason they can't compete for a championship and they're starting to get that national recognition you're hearing all about the nuggets everywhere right now yeah yeah they've kind of transformed to this sexy darling of the league overnight but just look around the rest of the western conference though the clippers the nuggets it's funny i always um questioned Fairly or unfairly, maybe just the um, just the mental strength of the Nuggets, particularly like going up against the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard, who's just like a cyborg. Obviously, those questions were answered last year when they showed like more mental strength and mental toughness and fortitude than anybody ever has in the playoffs. Um, but they, you've got to think they hold such a mental advantage over the Clippers now. Like the Clippers, there's no way they want anything to do with the Nuggets in the playoffs. They they want to avoid at all costs in the playoffs right now. So just look around the West. The Clippers, the Jazz, the Nuggets are still going to feel really good if they go up against the Jazz in the playoff series. The Suns, they don't have nearly the amount of playoff experience that Denver has Chris Paul's the only guy on that roster who's played deep into the playoffs. There's like the only guy on that roster, him and Jay Crowder, really. And um, then it's the Lakers, who I think you still have to peg as the favorites if they have a healthy LeBron and Anthony Davis. You just have to. But Denver matches up with the Lakers a lot better than they did last year because Dwight Howard's not there anymore. They really have a lot of question marks in their front court, the Lakers do. And Aaron Gordon has just really leveled up the defensive ceiling of this team. So um, you look around the West and yeah, you, you have to say the Nuggets are, are right there. We have a few people in the comments um, here saying it feels like MPJ and Jokic got better defensively in the course of the season. Only going to get better offensive offense is really elite. And yeah, I mean, you've seen that with Michael Porter Jr. For sure. His defense and his offense. Yeah. It's been one of the stories over the last month, I'd say. Like Yoke's defense, I think he's he's been this level of defender the last couple of years. I think he's an above average defender. Um, Michael Porter Jr. though has gone from like unplayable at times to having some really strong defensive performances. There's been three that have really stuck out: his defense on Gordon Hayward against the Hornets a couple weeks back, his defense on Brandon Ingram in that last matchup with the Pelicans. And uh, last night, I thought he was really good defensively also. So um, he's just figuring it out. And having Gordon just kind of allows you to do more things defensively with switching more uh, pick and rolls and whatnot. It's easier to play that way. And um, 
MPJ just seems so settled in now compared to where he was a month or two ago. Malone said it last night pregame. He was like, he knows he's playing 35 minutes now. He knows we're going to run plays for him. And I'm like, yeah, um, <laughs> you can definitely <laughs> tell that he knows he's uh, his minutes are going to be accounted for no matter what. We have a few people in the comments asking about um, when McGee might be playing. Yeah, so Malone spoke on this last night. He said that he's got to find minutes for him. I wonder, you know, who's going to be sacrificed, though, from the rotation because it's, like, impossible to play five big men in today's modern NBA. And for the sake of this argument, I know Gordon and Michael Porter are pretty interchangeable at the 3-4, but just for the sake of this argument, you're trying to play Gordon. Nicole Jokic, Paul Millsap, Jamichael Green, JaVale McGee. Like, that's just not going to happen. I don't think you can play all five of those guys. One guy's going to have to kind of go to more of a reserve role, and I think the most likely candidate's probably Paul Millsap. And I think the good thing about it is he's going to be okay with that. Um, he, he knows that that might be the, in the best interest of the team. But I don't think JaVale McGee is going to ever be like a 20-minute-per-game guy. He's going to play five minutes here, five minutes there. Maybe in a playoff series against the right matchup, he's going to play like 10 minutes or so. Um, but I want to see him out there because I just want to see what his length gives Denver defensively. And I also want to see him in the pick and roll with Monte Morris. I feel like that could be a nice little combo. Oh, yeah. Monte hasn't. Monte's been injured. Yeah, he should be coming back Sunday, though, against the Magic, so. That's like one of the. That's another crazy part of this is like, this whole time it's like okay everything's great except for the bench unit. It's like well yeah there's a savior coming to rescue the bench unit very soon. Like um, the Nuggets' most consistent player over like the last couple of years coming off the bench, Montan Yeah. When it comes to championship expectations, though, I think AJ can probably speak to this. It's like a it's a slippery slope um, for the fan base because now like the fans are going to reach this place where they think like any, any bad game is like the end of the world. <laughs> and, and like the nuggets are going to lay an egg at some point, you know, between now and the end of the season, they're going to lose to someone they shouldn't, they're going to melt down late or something, or the shots aren't going to fall in the fourth quarter. And like, people are going to lose. Like, I don't know exactly how to tell people, but it's just like, still, you still have to uh, take everything for the larger picture, right? Like, like the Lakers are going to lose to a team that they shouldn't do in the NBA regular season. Like all these teams lose games like that. There's going to be bumps in the road. It's going to, you know, things are still going to be tough in the playoffs. I can just see this like a uh, transformation unfolding right now where it's like, <laughs> okay, cool. We got AG and nothing bad is ever going to happen again. <laughs> and we're just going to keep winning. I mean, the Avs experienced that too. They were winning a few in a row and, you're bound to have a bad loss after that. Like, there's, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, if you go you're back not going to win every game. If you go back to Colorado's last regulation loss on March 8th, where they outshot Arizona 35 to 15 and lost three to two because three pucks went in off of Avalanche players. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. the world melted down that night. Our post game show was like, guys, Ooh. this sucks, but. This is just how hockey goes sometimes. And Rudo and I, Rudo and I took a ton of heat from angry abs fans who were like, oh yeah, well, here these guys are just writing it off as bad luck and being soft and accepting losing again and blah, 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 blah. Right. And it was just like, guys, like if if a team is playing this well, it's gonna, it's gonna go right for them. It's just gonna happen. And I will tell you, Avs fans on the whole did not handle the <laughs> transformation uh, from fun upstart that everybody likes to watch to championship contender with very much grace. Uh, the switch flipped and it went immediately to they've lost a game. Everything is bad. We are angry all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, del- it's it's a delicate uh, balance. It is. It's hard yeah. to walk. It's almost like a, a level that fan bases kind of need to go up when you go from nice, fun, trendy upstart to contender. Where like 
you drop a game. There's just got to be that recognition that, okay, it's, it's okay. It's not the end of the season. There are much bigger goals down the line. Like the Lakers, man, like the Lakers could not care less about what happens in the regular season. I, I mean, their, their fans are always going to like, there are going to be fans of every team who think the sky is falling after every game. That's just, it's just how it works. But like the Lakers could not give a shit about the regular season. Yeah. <laughs> they was really couldn't. It, here's the cautionary tale that I'll tell. And it goes back to 2015, which of course is the last time the Broncos won the Super Bowl. Like there can be some revisionist history done on this now. No Broncos fan enjoyed one second of that season no. until the trophy was in their hands. <laughs> and that sucks. Especially now looking back that no season has been fun since then. But there was this thing going on where it was like, okay, the Peyton Manning era isn't a success unless we win a Super Bowl. And so every single drive is graded on this scale of like, is this drive good enough to win a Super Bowl? (laughs) And it was miserable for everyone because... First of all, none of the drives were good enough to win a Super Bowl on that scale. Everything was ugly. They won games at the end that it seemed like luck, but it was really just defensive dominance. And so everyone went through the whole regular season being like, it's not good enough. Just not going to work. This won't work in the playoffs. And then it did. And they, you know, just mowed down um, like a murderer's row of quarterbacks in the playoffs because they were so good. But even then it was just like, it was always looking for, well, is this good enough on a grand scale? Um, and it's that it's a slippery slope because it just makes it not that fun to watch the team when I don't know about you guys, but like watching both of these teams right now is extremely fun for me. But if you do the whole, like would a, would a Stanley cup contender have given up two goals in the third period to let that thing get close or would a state, would a, you know, uh, NBA finals contender, have let the Clippers get it within four last night. Like you can't do that or else you're going to lose the fun of the whole thing. Um, and I don't think people are going to quite get to like year four Peyton Manning. We still haven't won a championship yet levels, but I just want to tell that cautionary tale. No, I mean, you see it in the abs post game show. There will be people even with big wins that if they let them come back at all, People are like, nope, this isn't a Stanley Cup team. This team is not going to win the Stanley Cup uh, finals with that type of uh, performance. And, I mean, I've seen it in a few Danvier Nuggets post games. not after yesterday. Yesterday the vibes were immaculate after that game, and the post game was so, so happy. But there are already those fans with both teams that are just so intense on every single play needing to be perfect or else they're not going to win it. They're not They're not even going to get close. If if I went on Twitter right now from the DNVR Abs account and said, should the Abs fire Ray Bennett and put up a poll, yes or no? I guarantee you, yes would win. And right now, in this very, very, very moment, we're talking about firing the guy who runs their power play. Their power play is 10th in the NHL. <laughs> I mean, and you that's, even see that's people their worst the- unit, by the way. They're, that is their worst unit. They are top five in shots for, shots against, quality for, quality against. Their PK is in the top five. Their worst unit is a 10th place power play. I mean, you see it in the comments right now. People are saying, you got to let go of Will Barton, get rid of Paul Millsap. Like, people... <laughs> People feel this way about the Nuggets team already. And like Ryan said, we're telling them to say, enjoy this moment. But, like, the win last night was insane. So much fun. Like, don't – just enjoy it. At least that's, that's my – Yeah, that's my... – and that's all I'm saying. Like, look, I totally get it. Like, the expectations go up. You want the team to be great every night. Like, I, I'm not telling anyone how they should or shouldn't feel about anything. I'm just saying try to enjoy it. Because, first of all, most seasons don't end in a championship. Like, 99% of them don't end in a championship. And so you have to find the other little things along the way that make it really fun for you to be a fan and enjoy those. And it's a lot easier to do that when you don't have championship expectations. And a lot of teams have championship expectations that maybe shouldn't. Yeah. (laughs) 
Because if you, I mean, if you were to go and look in the NBA, in the NHL right now, how many teams truly, do you truly see like, hey, these teams can overcome some things. These guys can win it. These guys can win it all this year. How many of them do you truly believe that? Because it's usually not more than four or five. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ryan had a good point um, a second ago and like, there should be an aspect of Nuggets fans like embracing this stage of the team because once you cross over into the territory of, yes, it's championship, like our bust every year and we're breaking down every single half-court possession like the Broncos were in, in that Manning year and saying, okay, is this a championship caliber possession? Then you get into the territory of like the 2016 to 2019 Warriors with Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. And that team was miserable. Like its fans seemed like they were miserable. Those players seemed like they were miserable. Steve Kerr just came out and said he was like, he had more fun coaching a lottery team than that team. When you cross over into that territory, it's a slippery slope because then you just have every expectation on you from all angles every single day. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just about, uh, I don't know. Uh, like I said, I, I'm not. I don't want to tell people how they should or shouldn't feel. Yeah. I'm just saying, like I, what I want is for everyone to enjoy the ride. Yeah. Like yeah. for them, for them, because it just, you know, that that's the point of this is to have fun. Like being a sports fan, while sometimes torturous, you took this on because you wanted it to be fun. Well, in in like 2015, come over to my side of Twitter, buddy. You know, 20, 2015 took on extra misery from the Broncos because you knew it was the end. Yeah. Like you totally. could watch Peyton Manning and you were like, this is, this is it. Yeah. Like this is not getting better. There is no more like wondering, could he do this for another year or two? You knew that was the end of it. And so it took on extra meaning. You know, there's a, there's a comment in here. Uh, if the abs don't win the cup this year, it takes on extra meaning because Nathan McKinnon's contract is so cheap uh, that when that runs out in, and when they re-sign him to, double the money that he's making, it's going to have a drastic impact on how they build the roster. It's going to get harder. And mm-hmm. so it's like, it takes on, we, we assign it the, this extra meaning when it's like, Oh, it's, it's going to get even harder to win a championship after this certain benchmark that we understand is coming gets there. And it's like, definitely, yeah. it's definitely going to get harder, but you're also talking about, still having one of the very best players in the world, which is a huge advantage to you in winning that championship. Um, This conversation has spiked a question that I want to ask all of you in the next segment. Um, But first, let's talk about DraftKings. The final four is coming up. Ryan, do you have any good bets uh, to place, tell the good people to place on DraftKings Sportsbook? Yeah, uh, Andre alerted me to to one this morning. Now I hope this doesn't happen. I just I hope we get a couple close games. Um, but on DraftKings Sportsbook right now, in the odds boost category, they have Gonzaga to win against UCLA by double digits, uh, plus one hundred. Now that's extra notable because Gonzaga is fourteen point favorites in the first place, so they're already expected. You know, to cover the spread, they have to win by fifteen. To cover this, they only have to win by 10, and you're getting better value than if you took the 14. So that is a really good bet. Um, I, I was sitting with George Carl at the bar the other night, and he said Gonzaga is the only team in the NCAA that's running NBA actions. Um, and he's like, and it's just obvious. You watch them play, like they're getting easy buckets on almost every possession because they have five NBA players on the floor, and they're running NBA sets. Um, so is, I want to see some excitement, but Gonzaga looks like far and away the best team and you can get them to win by double digits. By the way, they've won 28 consecutive games by double digits, not just won them, won them by double digits. They're they're pretty much playing a different sport than the other three teams still left. I have Gonzaga winning. I had them winning it all in my bracket, so I'm I'm hoping for that as well. Wow, but you Jackson, really went out on a limb there, Allie. Wow. I, I know. 
Well, <laughs> excuse me. I had multiple people tell me that that wasn't as smart because they always choke. And I was like, you know, but I'm choke. feeling it this year. I'm feeling it this year. We have choked before, I guess. There's still time so, to choke. Yeah. There is, but maybe, maybe they won't. I don't won't, think they're so. going to. Um, DraftKings Sportsbook is also offering right now. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100. It's that simple. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100. If the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win, that's code DNVR. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And, of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Here at DMVR, we're all about trying to save you money and make you money. So uh, use DraftKings Sportsbook to try and make some money. And use Gabby Insurance if you're trying to save some money. Um, there, Gabby, people who use Gabby Insurance save up to, what was it, $961 per year on average. And Gabby will never sell your information. So no annoying spam or anything like that. When it comes to car and home insurance, you deserve the best. Um, lots of members and staff at DMVR put their policy to the test and turned to Gabby. And when they did, Gabby saved them hundreds of dollars. So we're not just telling you that. Our own employees have saved money using Gabby Eric, of course, who now is just part of this read, is saving around $1,600 a year. Um, a few other people said they were saving around $300, $400. It is a great product. Like I said, they don't sell your information. Um, so put your policy to the test. Get better insurance with Gabby. It's total, totally free to check them out. Go to Gabby.com slash DNVR. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash DNVR. Gabby.com slash DNVR. If you guys uh, heard, Ryan was talking about George Carl sitting in this booth right here with George Carl. Uh, he was at the DNVR bar and did a pregame show with Adam. And that's just the type of coverage you get at DNVR. Um, not only is it postgame shows after every game for all teams, it is awesome content like that. We just released a, a video, a multi-part video series uh, about the NHL trade deadline frenzy. AJ and Rudo are talking about multiple teams with players um, that the abs might be targeting during before the trade deadline. There's just so much great content. You should check it out. And right now, we have a fun new perk for the next 300 members. If you sign up to become an annual DNVR member, you will receive a free shirt of your choice from the DNVR locker, which we just released one new nugget shirt and three new ab shirts. Um, but you'll also receive a recovery holistic stick from Holistic Wellness. I told you guys earlier, we truly believe in CBD here. It's such a great product, and Holistic Wellness is all about CBD. The stick will send you a pack 10 milligrams of CBD, and that is um, one focused on recovery. All you have to do is put it in your water bottle or any drink, stir it, and they are amazing. And they're offering 30% off of your first purchase for DMVR members. So go check out DNVR30 um, on holisticwellness.com. Okay. I'm going to start with Drew, since Drew's been very, very quiet. Well, we've been what? talking about championship expectations. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't exactly have a lot to contribute to that conversation. Um, but the question is, it's a question that uh, the guys asked Vic Lombardi, actually, on a three-ring circus the other day, is would Why you rather... Why do I rather... have such great hair? Because uh, me and Vic, not quite the same situation. Oh, no, that, it's that not that question. Um, the question is, would you rather win... Or would you rather win a championship or and never win a championship again? I think you're asking this wrong. Okay, you ask it then. <laughs> I remember. It was I would you I rather win a question. championship or would you rather be relevant for the next 10 years? It was would was you it? rather win a championship in the first year and miss the playoffs for the next nine? Or oh, okay, would okay. you rather make the playoffs all 10 years but not, not win a championship? Okay, yeah. so Drew, that one. Yeah, the the second thing. My my answer is actually I actually I watched that part of the show. It's very similar to Vix because it's just like, yeah, the city is different, the vibes are different, the community is different. You're always gonna have those people who are being too extreme and 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 they're angry about every loss or every non-trade or or every non-free agent signing or whatever it is. But ultimately just the vibes around the team, the community are 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 better when you're going to the postseason every year. Uh, those games bring a lot of excitement. So, yeah, I, I would rather have a team that's 
regularly competitive versus those championships, which can be, you know, fleeting moments to begin with. And then just they're gone. And like nine years of not being relevant is a long time. Trust me. I know I've, I've been through a few of those <laughs> long stretches and you know, it's, I, I know people like to say to themselves like, Oh man, if we just won that one chip, then I wouldn't even care if we ever won another single game ever again. And it's like, you feel that way till the moment the next season schedule starts and then you don't feel that way. I will say though, everyone, most people who listen to this podcast know that I grew up in Philadelphia. So I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. And when you haven't won a championship, like when you don't have one and everyone uses that against you and everyone's like, Oh, talk to me when you have a ring, talk to me when you know this or that. At that moment, I would, I got my one ring, so I'm thankful now for forever. Um, but I would have taken that one ring to start and been like, I don't care if we're irrelevant for the next nine years. Like, we got a championship. That's what we needed. I've wanted this my whole life. So, but now that I got that ring, I would say, like, I would rather be relevant <laughs> for nine years <laughs> rather than win a championship. But when you don't have any, like, it, you dream of that moment. So, if you never go. won a championship, I believe that that's Let a AJ good one. Go. Let AJ okay. go. I want to hear him go. Go, AJ. I would like go, to AJ. talk. Go. This is my show, Ryan. <laughs> I see the wheels spinning. <laughs> I just want the car to go. I, that's fine. I'm scared. Go, AJ. Uh, no. No, you take your championship and you run. You have nine years. I don't care. Um, I truly don't. I don't care that the Broncos uh, are irrelevant. Yeah, I don't I truly don't at this point. Like is it disappointing? Sure. But they knew they will never take away that day. Um there isn't anything for the rest of my life that can ever undo the happiness from that championship because that was it's it's so weird because that that championship was the one that validated the Broncos as a as a different level of franchise. They'd won the two, but it was like, oh, well, you had Elway and you had this and you had that. And it was somehow like held against them that they won back to back. But it was only that one time that they had ever done it. So for them to have turned around and won another one, it it sort of cemented everything. As as that that the Broncos were like one of the franchises in the NFL. Not just a franchise but like one of the special ones and Broncos fans have always felt that way about the Broncos as a franchise. And that championship in 2015 kind of validated that existence, validated that, that feeling of we're, we're not just another franchise, you know, we're in another tier. Now we've won multiple, multiple Super Bowls in multiple eras. And I, I don't care. They could go the next five years and not, and none of that, would would I mean that would suck, but yeah. like there's no there's no doubting that it sucks when the NFL playoffs start and I don't even know that they're going on because I have no reason to pay attention, you know like that's that sucks, but having that having that championship in the back pocket forever I'm happy I'm happy with it, the big the big thing with the Rockies two thousand how how much does two thousand seven feel like the ultimate missed opportunity. Oh my God. Are they even going to make it back there again in my life? Are we ever even going to see that? And if the, all they did was lose in the first round every year, do you think the Pittsburgh pirates are, were thrilled about the Andrew McCutcheon era right. because they, because they made the first round every year and like had great regular seasons, but it meant nothing. It led to nothing. And like, sure they can hold that up as it was fun that that happened. Those, those, what three or four years? Where they was like three in. years. As if it was nine years, I think. Maybe but and well, okay. So, do you think the Oakland A's fans are happy about how the last twenty years That's have gone? Brought up the perfect well, like, one is just the Nuggets with Carmelo. Yeah, the Nuggets with Carmelo would another great example. Like right. I, you know the the Timberwolves with Kevin Garnett. Was it was it worth it? Was it was it more fun than it would have been on the other side? Totally, but. It, if you're if you're given the choice between a championship or not, I mean, selfishly, I want this championship because I I want 
I want all of the people who have spent the last year telling me I don't know what the hell I'm talking about and that I don't know what a Stanley Cup team looks like to be wrong. <laughs> it's it's this is this is my axe to grind at this point. I also want to do that post game podcast with Rudo. I want I want our set to be absolute mayhem because oh, they because they won a cup and because we don't know. I, I don't know what that show looks like. I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't know how to feel about anything. I Bruno would, would be wearing jorts. You just know it. It would be, it would be, I mean, you think about how special that would be versus, okay, well, they're relevant for them for a decade, but you don't win anything. Which one is more fun? The feeling of, well, they won a round, maybe two rounds. They got a little frisky, but you still have to go through that last show when they lose and the season is over and you have to live with, reliving in the offseason Nazem Kadri misplaying a puck on the blue line four seconds after they take the lead in the final five minutes of game seven and you have to relive that whatever whatever memory it is that causes you to not win the championship that year it sticks with you forever in a not great way you know it, it grounds you a little bit but there's nothing in the world like like that championship there's yeah. nothing. So, I, so look, we have someone in the comments saying, I just want one championship for my Nuggets. And Harrison has to head out, so I just want um, to get his take on this. He said, I just want one championship for my Nuggets. I want to see how that feels. We've been so close. Just want that. Yeah, well, in the NBA, a championship just changes everything. It, it changes how your franchise is thought of. I mean, look at the Toronto Raptors, man. Like the Toronto Raptors forever were just like this cool little team in the Eastern Conference. Now, like you can't tell the Toronto Raptors anything ever. Like you try to throw shade at the Toronto Raptors, you, they could just say, look, we've won a championship. Like it's the ultimate trump card. Same thing goes for the Dallas Mavericks. Like Dallas Mavericks won a championship with Dirk Nowitzki. Now Dallas is looked at as like one of the premier destination franchises in the NBA in a large part, I think, because of that. Same with Toronto. So I think my answer would probably be championship because it, it's it just changes everything about your, your franchise, your organization, your team, um, especially in the NBA, I think. So, but it changes it for that one year, and you get that championship. Mm. But then you're irrelevant for nine more years. So, like you have, you might have people who come to Denver because they won the NBA championship, but then nothing happens, and it's they're just losing and losing and losing for nine years. You'd still, you would still take the championship, though. <laughs> um, I mean, if I'm like a die-hard fan of a team. And I'm putting my blood, sweat, and tears into every game and every season. Yes, I'm taking the championship. Here's yeah, I think that's the difference, Ryan. I'll let you go in two seconds. It's I also like Ryan and Vic and Zach and Mace talked about this in as well as just like being a fan of a team, but then if, also like covering the team. If, if I'm you, covering a team, yes, I would much rather have a team that's making a run in the Western Conference playoffs every single season and yeah. maybe won't get all the way. If I am a diehard Nuggets fan who's been watching every game for the last 20 years and living and dying on every win and every loss, I'm taking the championship. Yep. That's what I was going to say is it's all a matter of perspective of where you come from. Also, Drew and I, the ones who are saying we want the team to be relevant, yeah. are coming from the two positions of teams who aren't relevant right now. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like the Broncos. Um, if you asked me before this stretch for the Broncos, I guarantee you I would have said take the championship. Whatever happens after that doesn't matter anyway. But this stretch of Broncos football has been so rough. Um, it's been so not fun for anybody uh, that it's changed my perspective on that a little bit. But I'm also coming from the perspective of someone covering the team where you're so uh, connected with the way the fan base feels. Like, the way the fan base is feeling about their life, it, like, bleeds into how you're feeling about your life. And when the team is terrible and everyone's mad all the time, it starts to, you know, it starts to um, bleed into, you know, your day-to-day -day life, which sucks. So, I think perspective is everything on this, but I do think when you boil it down, the championships are the whole reason why you watch, right? Like that is what you hope for from the first day you become a fan 
till the, you know your last day. You know, like you're just saying, oh, I just want them to win championship, especially for the Rockies and Nuggets who haven't gotten it done yet. That. It, that also changes it. Like Ali said with the Eagles, like you just so badly are just like, if I can just get one from all of my teams in my lifetime, I think I can die happy. Like the, the Eagles are struggling right now. The Eagles are a mess. And like my brothers are very different. My family, people in Philadelphia, of course, like they're really angry about this. This is probably the least excited I've ever been as an Eagles fan, but we got that Super Bowl. Like, Carson, I'll always love him. Nick Foles, I'll always love him. I'll, I'll love everyone who got Philadelphia that Super Bowl. So even if they're relevant for the next nine years, I got that one. Because I've never had it with other teams, I don't know if I would be saying the same thing. Like being able to get excited and go to games all the time and championship games and playoffs and, and that feeling of just excitement over and over and over again, then maybe I would go there. I feel like it's a, it's a tough question. Also, I haven't I haven't played the 162 games in a season card in a while on this podcast. I feel like I'm due <laughs> for that one, and that's another thing that I think you know uh, a lot of, when you're talking about the difference between a postseason team and a non-postseason team in baseball. You're talking about an 80 win team versus maybe a 90 win team. That's you know, it, or or more. If we're, and then and, I, and and if I recall correctly, a part of the original question was you you get deep postseason runs, you just don't win the championship. So, yeah. so you're winning games in the NLDS and the NLCS as well. Uh, all of that. That's a lot of extra winning going on. Well, on the flip side, when you're a bad baseball team, and I have a little bit of experience with this. Uh, you lose a lot of, you're just losing every day and it's so, and it just beats you down, man. And so it's funny that we talked about the Oakland A's earlier because, you know, kind of using this, is that really what you want to be? But like half the teams in baseball, their fan bases say that, that that's the perfect example of this, question and i really think it's actually just a human psychology thing that's really fascinating rk is right like half the teams in baseball tell themselves every year all we really want to be is the oakland A's or the tampa bay rays that's that's the real life version of what we're talking about here never have won the championship get deep get into the postseason every year sometimes go deep sometimes out in the first round if you're oakland but they're there all the time and most teams don't make it but then you've got you know the flip side of that would be the kansas city royals who won the championship, had two back-to-back World Series appearances, the one and the second one. It's a great team that got put together, and then it's almost completely torn apart after that. They've been pretty bad ever since, haven't really gotten back to sniffing it. Who knows when they will again? And so those are the – like baseball makes this a very real situation sometimes. <laughs> and it's I, – I think it's the daily aspect of it. The, re, the biggest reason why I chose my answer is like – if you get nine or a decade where you're winning 88 or 92 games every single season, that's that adds up to a lot more wins. Yeah, it's just, yeah. That that's a big and, difference. And the chat baseball. is sorry. And the chat is split. The chat is really going both ways. One person is just like, uh, "What's the big mystery? Why are we talking? We're just having fun, having a conversation." <laughs> What's the big mystery about being a fan? We like to win. We're just talking about. Just the differences, especially because we have two teams who are very close to winning a championship and two teams who have been going through the struggles. Yeah, I was going to say that is a huge difference between football and baseball, Drew. Like, at least during the week, we can talk about how the Broncos might win. (laughs) Whereas with baseball, it's just like, well, if they're going to win, it better happen now because this is – here's the game again. They they lost yesterday. They got another one again tomorrow. So Harrison had to head out. Um, So let's move on to the final segment of the show, Who Won the Week? But first, Chevalier Mortgage. Check them out. I'm very proud of myself that I know how to say that. Um, Visit them at dmvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DMVR shirt or hat of your choice. Um, When you do, most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com mike and virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and again you get to enter to win a dmvr shirt or hat when you do most importantly get set up with that free consultation uh michael chevalier nmls i don't do that as fast as you guys nmls 1931006 virginia chevalier nmls one nine one zero six three one. I don't know. I I know I can't say that really fast. N M L. N M L S. Yeah. Well, I just think of it as one word. 
Yeah, think of it as one word, NMLS. NMLS. <laughs> yeah. You guys listen to the new NMLS album? NMLS. NMLS There's is just, just some things that I really struggled to pronounce. Um, so we're we're going to move on with that and go with who won the week. Who did the most and who did the least? Who was the dog and who was the beast? Who's in the boat and who's up a creek? Let's see. Who won the week? I love that song. All right. Let's start off with... Ryan, do you want to do a Broncos one, or would you like to represent the Nuggets? I, I was going to rep the Nuggets on Harrison's behalf. Okay, awesome. <laughs> well, I mean, you can rep. There's no rules to this, Drew. All oh, right. You just, you just like playing the game on expert level. I tried to create Challenge. rules, and you guys just said F no and just decided to go rogue. So I've just kind of accepted uh, that for this part of the podcast. Um, Drew, but let's start off with you. The Rockies won against the Dodgers opening day 1-0 yesterday. Super, super exciting. So let's start off with you. Oh, I don't have – hold on. I need a timer. I left my phone at home. Go. My internal 30-second okay. clock. All right, ready, go. So obviously the Rockies won the week because opening day is awesome. They might have won the week anyway just because it was great, but they beat the Dodgers. They beat them on television. They hung – Six runs on Clayton Kershaw. Absolutely fantastic stuff there. If you want to pick one player, you can go with Chris Owings having won the week. He was absolutely fantastic. Three for three, a couple of stolen bases, triple going after those guys. But really, that you couldn't have asked for a better opening day for what's probably not going to be a very good season for the Rockies. It was a feel-good day. And you can go check out the incredible video our new video editor created about opening day. Drew uh, narrated it, and it was just perfect. So I definitely recommend checking that out. Yeah, Drew and Aaron maybe won the week. Uh, yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. And I honorable might, I might mention, have to nominate that. Honorable mention to Major League Baseball for moving the All-Star game. I wasn't sure if we were going to talk about that, but that's a huge W. Definitely. Yep. Okay, a why did the Avs win the week? Hold on, let me get. Am I going? Oh, go. Uh, Phil Grubauer <laughs> won the week because he was named the West Division Star of the Month. Uh, he became the fifth goaltender in NHL history to earn 12 wins in a single calendar month. He had more shutouts than regulation losses, three to two. He went 12, two, and one in the month. And put himself in the top three of the Vesna Trophy contention and is the starting goaltender for the best team in the NHL. He good. He good. Sorry, the DMVR bar, if you guys don't notice behind me, is starting to get ready to open. So I'm muting myself so you guys don't hear the loud bangs. Um, All right, Ryan, represent the Nuggets. I hope everyone's manscaped if they're doing loud bangs at the bar. <clears throat> no, Drew. <laughs> I already have to deal with it with Rudo and now AJ. I, I'm just trying to live up to the legend. I'm not on their level. I just want to get on the podium. I just want to be on that third row. I'm never going to make the championship level that these two have set for their manscaped reads. I just want that bronze medal. That's all I'm trying to get here. Drew just wants to make the playoffs. He doesn't want championship. I'm saying. I'm saying. (laughs) Oh, my God. And AJ just threw the curveball in last time. And just, I, I, as soon as you brought up time, I was like, oh, God, this, he's going to, he's about to do it. Okay. Right. (laughs) People in the comments are reminiscing about that. Um, Ryan, why did the Nuggets win the week? The Denver Nuggets won the week because they established themselves as a true championship contender in the National Basketball Association. Uh, for the first time, maybe, I don't know, ever, uh, you're hearing national people across the league say, these Denver Nuggets are for real. These Denver Nuggets are scary. They have what it takes to beat the Los Angeles Lakers. We already knew they had what it takes to beat the Los Angeles Clippers. The Nuggets are here they are full, they are real, and they're ready to go. They're here, they're full, they're real, and they're ready to go. Oh, Allie's muted. And I'm not talking about your manscaped balls. <laughs> so, 
Okay. Well, <laughs> do, you know, do you guys think what... Anyways, okay. I'm just going to try and change the subject. Do you think this would be ideal um, for, like, the Avs to win this year, the Nuggets to win the next year, the Broncos the next year, and then the Rockies? Or Broncos and Rockies can change. I'm not trying to uh, slight you, Drew. But then we get to have just year after year of crazy celebrations. Ooh, this, is next, this is next week's TDSP. Would we rather the all the teams all win in wins. one year or for them to win spread out over oh, five years? Back. Yeah. Like, imagine this place for people who haven't been to the like every year, just a celebration. Like, that'd be insane. Oh, Drew. Yeah. According to the comments, I've taken the third spot on the podium. Oh, brutal! Yeah. Like, <laughs> it happened so fast. I was up there. It's like a it's a La La Land moonlight situation. <laughs> I was walking up to the stage. They were like, "Get your ass off of there!" Uh, oh. I, yeah. You- let's next week. We'll decide. Our extremely okay. privileged sports question. <laughs> Feels good. Feels good. And, it, and I'm not allowed to have, quote, Monday-ass topics on Friday TDSB, according to Ryan. So quote, let's feel Monday good. And Mondays. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us on this Friday. Come down to the DMVR bar. We've got an abs game tonight an abs game tomorrow, a nuggets game on Sunday. And we've got the Rockies going against the Dodgers all weekend long. The DMVR bar is open, of course, following all of the COVID-19 restrictions and protocols and all that stuff. Uh, But it's truly a blast down here. And we would love to see you. If you see any of us come up and say hi, Um, it's going to be a good one. Rudo, I believe is wearing jorts tomorrow night um, at the bar. So it's an interesting one. Why is this an event? <laughs> so it is that, that's should the we create of an event piece. bright? Like, like Rudo's shorts night. <laughs> oh, boy. I want, yeah, on the, we, that's the only reason we need a marquee outside, just so we can put Rudo Jorts Night on. <laughs> I think everyone should wear shorts if you're coming. It, instead of like Ladies okay. Night or whatever, but yeah, Rudo Jorts Night. And everyone we're, we're, can wear We're going to end this now. Okay, we're we're, we're going to shut it down. Um, thank you, everyone, hanging out with us in the comments. And we will talk to you guys next week. And if you guys have any uh, topics you want us to talk about, send them my way. We'll talk to you guys later.